The Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VAFM 88.1 for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on your favorite station that is uh, Voice of Vits Radio 88.1. We are broadcasting live uh, from our studio right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Mudio Mob Justice Gavaz and I'll be your host until about 8 p.m. Who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to unpack and keep you informed, entertained, educated educated and intrigued about the world of business. So for today, it's an interesting show. Uh, the large business of the week has been around the SA Investment Conference. Uh, that's uh, President Sir Ramaphosa's initiative started last year. And uh, this year, he actually continued with the tradition um, and we are going to be talking about the fact that uh, this year was the second um, round of the investment summit, which uh, kick-started, uh, which uh, was started on Tuesday. Uh, that was the fifth, and then it ended uh, earlier today. Uh, the conference was actually held under the theme "Accelerating Growth by Building." partnerships and then we all perhaps know that uh, to some degree uh, that part of President Ramaphosa's mission throughout his presidential campaign has been to regain investor confidence and boost the country's economic activity. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be having guests. We're going to be unpacking some of the most salient items um, from uh, the particular conference and letting us know uh, what's going to be going on. We're going to be having a telephonic conversation with the head uh, of uh, business intelligence, Musi Matema, and uh, together with an economist and director at Pax Africana Holdings, um, uh, that is Ndumiso uh, Hadebe. Uh, and then we're going to be talking to them about um, the conference, what is its impact, and if it's actually going to be bearing any fruit for the South African economy. So that's how the show is going to be looking like. Remember that you can also keep in touch with us. Uh, let us know some of your thoughts. Were you at the conference? Were you keeping up with the conference? Did you see how much was actually um, uh, given out and pledged um, at the conference on Facebook? We are VoiceFM, that's Voice of Vits. You can also find our other Facebook page, uh, that is the Vits Radio Academy. And then on Twitter, we're at VoiceFM. And then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. And then you can also WhatsApp us, that's 0840784912. And you can also uh, find our podcasts on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So that's how the show is going to be looking like on the other side of this we're going to be getting into the business wrap and then we'll also tell you the state of your 100 at our buffalo index so that's how we are looking uh, we're here until 8 p.m as i said uh, on the other side of this we get into the business wrap business wrap with level pasha it's time for us to get into the business wrap. That's the part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's uh, top trending business and economics news. And, uh, you know, on the line, we're joined by a financial expert. We have uh, Lebo Pasha on the line. Lebo, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? And um, greetings to the listeners as well. Uh, well, greetings from the Western Cape, um, <laughs> uh, the Republic of Cape Town. Mm, mm. What are you doing in the Republic of Cape Town? Well, I was down in the Republic of Cape Town um, to get a bit of a break, but mm. also um, the other big reason was also to meet with um, other people in the industry broadly. Yes. Um, and yeah, just to explore what people are doing down here. Um, 
uh, what kind of water they're drinking and to also be a little bit of a hipster <laughs> as well. I also really do want to be trendy. So I, I want to I want some of the hipster vibes to rub off on me. <laughs> well, I hope whilst you were, you know, having the hipster vibes rubbing off on you, you had time to right. perhaps keep up and see what's been going on uh, with this investment summit. It seems to be yeah, all that anyone is talking about this week. Yes, um, we've seen a couple of headlines around the investment summit um, that we're going to have more than 300 billion of new investments coming um, into the country um, and even some profiling of the people behind um, the, the work on um, these big promises surrounding the, the investment summit. Um, we've seen a lot of talk as well around entrepreneurship, um, but I'm not sure whether it's it's all something we should be excited about. We've heard very similar sort of promises last year. Um, and looking at some of our indicators, this week we saw that manufacturing production has, has shrunk for four, four, four consecutive months. And looking at things like that and thinking back 12 months and all of the promises we got, I'm not sure whether we should be very excited. So for you, uh, in terms of, uh, the, I guess, the outlook from everything that's happened this week, how are you feeling? So I think I think for me, um, definitely the investment summit was a big one. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we are um, appropriately using that sort of platform and we implementing a lot of the things that are coming out of that sort of platform. Um, the second really big one, I'd say, is manufacturing production going down this week. Um and another really biggish um, story, if it happens, is if Moody's finally decides that they've had enough of us and decides to <laughs> because they've had some quite strong words for some of the SOEs. Um, and I, I, just reading the tone of some of the, the, the ratings decisions that they've, they've given out for the SOEs, it sounds like they're at a point where they feel enough is enough. So... That, I think, is something we're all quite nervous about. Mm. And I think probably the biggest story, um, in a small way and in a more light-hearted way, is um, that Netflix and chill is definitely going to change. And by Netflix and chill, I mean the more innocent variety where <laughs> um, we're, we're talking about this literally and not Netflix and chill in other contexts. <laughs> because Apple TV Plus is finally in South Africa. Yes. And you buy yourself a brand new iPhone, uh, a Mac, um, or some of the other devices, you actually get a year's free subscription. Um, the pricing is very competitive at 85 Rand per month. Mm. So it is cheaper than Showmax, and um, probably it is cheaper than Netflix as well, especially if you're looking at Netflix with HD. So yes, Netflix and Chill might actually change before the end of this year. Might. <laughs> are you are you are you are you are you actually excited about Apple Apple TV Plus? I'm only asking simply because I feel like the content on the platform at the moment is still quite uh, quite limited. Um, well, they're planning to launch um, have a phased launch where they'll add progressively add new episodes for some of the content you have there, so some of the series. Um, Netflix also started on a similar sort of um, strategy where they had a limited um, catalog and were gradually growing the catalog. Yeah. 
Um, they're also probably trying to understand exactly what it is that we like outside of the mainstream popular content. Yeah. Um, and I think right now there isn't much to be excited about because Netflix has sort of seen this coming and Netflix has put a lot of money around developing their own exclusive content that basically no one else will never have. Um, Showmax still has some rights to very popular series um, like Game of Thrones, for example. Um, And I think in the long term, I still see Netflix winning because Netflix is is investing significant amounts of money in developing exclusive content. But saying that, Apple TV has struck deals with the likes of Oprah Winfrey to develop some content specifically for them. So I think in the end... um, Populism will win this game. Um, whoever produces the most loved content will definitely win the streaming awards. Okay, cool. So that's been us in terms of our business wrap for today. That's us with our financial expert, Lebo Pasha, letting us know what's been going on in and around the world of business um, this week. Uh, as you heard, the big news is the investment summit um, where uh, over 300 billion rand has been um, has been pledged. And then the other news is just coming out, uh, you know, manufacturing numbers. And uh, on a more lighthearted note, he's telling us that uh, Netflix and chill uh, might be changing a little bit with the introduction of um, Apple TV Plus, which launched on the 1st of November. So that's been it in terms of uh, the week's top trending business and economics news. Sorry. On the other side of this, we're going to be getting into our Buffalo Index. Business Rep with Lebo Pasha. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. It's time for us to tell you the state of your 100 rand with our Buffalo Index. Uh, that's a part of this show where we let you know what 100 rand can do for you. And uh, for this week, since we're talking investment summit, we decided to go and uh, translate what some of these pledges actually mean um, in the world of 100 rand. If we look at the amount of money that was actually uh, pledged in 2018 to uh, the president at the summit, that was around three. 300 billion rand uh, that comes out uh, you know to about 3 billion buffaloes yeah yeah 3 billion buffaloes so you you can go on the street gather 300 billion uh, 3 billion 100 rand notes and that's how much money I was pledged last year and then for this year uh, we're looking at pledges of around 363 billion rand so that's uh, 3 billion 630 uh, million buffaloes uh, that are looking there now I had the opportunity to actually be at the investment um, conference yesterday and one of the things I noticed in my time there because I wasn't there the whole day but I did witness some of the pledges and uh, some of the speeches that were made by some of the corporations um, you had companies like uh, Isuzu, BMW um, Toyota um, MTN, SAPI and the like all you know making um, pledges around the amount of money that they're going to be investing in South Africa in the near future and uh, one of the ones that struck me uh, was uh, SAPI uh, SAPI that is it should be South African uh, paper and pop company 
company they are specialists when it comes to paper and uh, they actually pillaged 14 billion rand uh, so that's uh, 140 million buffaloes uh, there and one of the things I noticed just being there in the brief time was that minimum donation uh, minimum pledges sorry were looking at around a billion rand so you you and your 10 million 100 rand notes uh, you could be you know on that stage yesterday making a pledge uh, to taking the South African economy forward so that's been it for today's Buffalo index that's how your Buffalo index uh, that's how your Buffalo sorry is looking like um, in the in the context of the South African investment conference and uh, you know if you have enough of these hundred rand notes perhaps uh, you can take the economy forward so that's been it on the other side of this we'll be getting into the main topic for today we are discussing the SA investment conference keep it locked this is the business buzz forget what the little buddy told you follow us follow us follow us at BoFM and join the conversation more justice on the business buzz now, the second South African Investment Conference was recently held at the Santon Convention Center in Johannesburg. Uh, that was uh, from uh, uh, Wednesday to Thursday. It was Tuesday, sorry, until today. And this year's conference aimed to actually build on the positive steps uh, that government is making to improve the investment environment and uh, the progress made on last year's investment commitments. It also served as a platform for government to actually engage with local and international uh, um, investors just around um, promoting investment opportunities in the country and to also explore new markets. Now, rather than uh, talking, um, just making a talk show, President Ramaphosa actually says that the conference serves as a platform for highlighting the future growth opportunities for South Africa and showcasing bankable projects um, that companies can consider for investment. Amongst many other things, uh, we're going to be um, unpacking some of these issues with our guests guests um, on tonight's show and you can just tell us some of your thoughts keep the conversation going on social media on uh, we are VFM that's Voice of Vits on Facebook you can also find our other Facebook page that is the Vits Radio Academy you can also find us on Twitter we're at VFM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz now I was at um, the investment conference uh, yesterday and uh, it was pretty interesting seeing some of the things that were actually going on and what I like was one of the things that um, the president actually said where he was talking about we need to move uh, from contact to contract. Uh, basically just talking about the fact that uh, there were many different nationalities, industries, um, different governments that were represented at um, the conference and that people need to make the connections, make that contact and then uh, after making that contact, discuss and find ways uh, to come together to do business and then and uh, move towards signing the contract. So that's uh, moving from contact to contract. So now we are joined on the line by uh, Muzi Matema, who is going to be, you know, maybe giving us a little bit more insight into some of the things that happened yesterday. Uh, Muzi, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. How are you, Nadia? Ah uh, no 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 I'm all right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Now I uh, we've done our bit to try and explain um, what the investment conference was about, what the president is trying to achieve. Uh, but from your understanding, uh, where is the um, the the conference meant to be? You know, taking us as a country. So look, in essence, this conference is an investment drive. 
um, meant to basically accelerate economic uh, growth by mobilizing partnerships. And uh, so that's really what you would think of it as the first mission statement of this conference. But at the same time, this conference, uh, this second conference covers in a period where we as a country have been struggling to grow, but also in a period where we as a, tra- a country need to come up with ease of business reform. So this is an investment drive to activate all those three levels, get the private sector involved, get growth going, as well as get the right reforms to accelerate the ease of doing business in our country. Um, in light of that, um, it, it would seem that we, as much as you have uh, people pledging, uh, you know, some mm-hmm. of this investment, I can imagine that for some of the companies or some of the organizations that were represented there, um, you know, whether it's your Amazons, your to- your Toyotas, your BMWs, etc., mm-hmm. um, that South Africa is probably uh, competing for some of these investment dollars, you know, that are in the world. Um, How do you feel about, uh, you know, the state that South Africa is in at the moment? Are we in a good enough state to be attracting uh, this investment that the president is trying to do? Look, I think the the work that I do, we already look at the long game. Mm. I think in in the long run, in the past 10 years, South Africa has been able to attract more FDI than any other region in the in the continent. Mm. Uh, although in the past two years we've been number two to Egypt, I think in the year before number two to Morocco. But consistently speaking, South Africa still attracts the most diversified and industrial level of FDI in the continent. So the position of the country in attracting FDI still remains very firm. But then this sort of initiative by the president is to increase the level of FDI and also increase the level of local investment by local players into the South African, uh, South African economy. Now, I like the fact that you, you you started off your last answer by saying, you know, with the work that we do. Could we just get a little bit in, of insight into what you guys are doing at Business Intelligence? So basically, I work for an agency called the Heart and Growth and Development Agency. Yes. So we are basically the investment promotion and also the economic development agency of the province of Harting. Mm. So I, I, I'm, I'm responsible for two units in particular, which is the trade and investment and regulatory enablement unit, as well as the business intelligence, which is the research function of the unit. But the purpose why the organization exists really is, the first is uh, to accelerate the ease of doing business for uh, investors in the Harting city region, but also we roll out very strategic and catalytic economic infrastructure throughout the province. Mm. So the Ford SEZ, which was rolled out on Tuesday, which was the opening ceremony, basically, of this investment conference, was initiated by the Health and Growth and Development Agency. Um, Various, throughout our history, various exciting projects, such as the rollout of the Howe train, the rollout of the Northern Mandela Bridge, Ah. or other terms, especially economic zones. We are basically at the forefront of economic policy and implementing economic policy for this province, and we were right in the middle of really rolling out several issues throughout the coming six years. Um, as we speak, I'm still in the office working with the team from the African <laughs> Development Bank, finalizing yeah. the African Investment Forum in a few days' time. So, this is really what we do. This is our bread and butter. Um, I guess 
you know, with that type of insight, you can perhaps let um, our listeners know what some of the mechanics are because I think it's nice for us to hear um, that 363 billion rand has been um, pledged Mm. for investment in South Africa. But how does it actually um, translate, you know, to someone, you know, on the ground? When does it actually um, touch the person on the street? You know, does it automatically mean that um, somewhere in South Africa in a bank account somewhere 300 billion has you know arrived or you know how okay, do, how do those mechanisms work yeah yeah <laughs> without choosing your without using your buffalo index yes when you mobilize capital into an economy mm. what that capital does then is it creates economic opportunities for various players and those players can be the actual industry itself to improve its productivity but most importantly as a government entity what that capital mobilizes is jobs and economic opportunities for citizens to be created. This particular $363 billion that's been mobilized is going to unlock directly 412 jobs. So that is probably the most important and at the apex of this, is the ability to mobilize capital into this country, whether it's local capital or foreign capital, such that the men on the street have an opportunity to get a job, uh, social mobility. Um, you know, creating opportunities for the men on the street. But at the same time, with capital comes opportunities for cross-pollination in terms of skills, in terms of technology, industrializing the country. You know, that, that's really at the heart of why investment matters. The strong correlation between investment and growth. Our country hasn't been growing too well. We've been in a stagnant growth path for a while. Mm. So initiatives such as this are really in the, in, in the spirit of igniting that sort of, 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 of trajectory for the country. Yeah. Now, some something, you know, that I think uh, you could perhaps also shed light on us is um, yesterday at the summit, uh, the president mm-hmm. spoke about... Um, um, a new a new system that they have um, a new business portal where basically you can just go um, to one agency and you know register your business and everything happens you know all at once um, you know yeah. you get your tax registrations your company your uh, your your company registrations all of that stuff happens in one place mm. but uh, you know what we wanted to get from you is just a sense of when this money comes into South Africa, what are just some of the steps along the way, simply because um, you have an agency such as yours, which is attracting um, investment to the province, but at the same time, you have private players saying, um, I am, I am, let's say, BMW, we are launching, we want to build a new factory in a certain... What are some of the steps that actually happen along the way? And especially stakeholders, because I can imagine that mobilizing this capital involves many parties actually coming together. I'll, I'll give you a very localized and practical example using what we do as an agent. Yeah. So what the president was referring to is really the concept of having investment one-stop shops in each province. Mm. Um, and the basis of that is back in 2012, what the agency that I work for did, we came up with a concept called the Houghton Investment Center. And the purpose of that, of, of that, uh, of that center was really to have a one-stop shop where all investor needs are basically fast-tracked. Whether an investor needs a visa application, fast-tracked. Whether they need their environmental uh, license, fast-tracked. Their water use license, a specific permit, company registration, 
because of the success of what Khata uh, Investment Center did, it was then franchised into what is now called the Invest SA concept, which is what was being spoken about yesterday. So now throughout South Africa, we now have what is called Invest SA one-stop shop centers. Yeah. And really the purpose of those centers is really to fast-check all regulatory bottlenecks that a potential local or foreign investor faces. So that's really the purpose of that. With particular example to the auto sector that you use, within the Heart and Growth and Development Agency, we have a subsidiary called the Automotive um, Industry Development uh, Center. Yeah. The purpose of that uh, subsidiary is really to focus on activating FDI attraction into the auto sector. So all major FDI investment into the auto sector that you've had in the past five years into housing, for example, the Nissan launch, the Ford Special Autozone was really rolled out by the Houghton Growth and Development Agency through that vehicle. So it's an auto supplier park. It's, a, it, it's basically for all OEMs that are based in the Rosen area to operate and, and, and unlock value in the auto sector. Mm. Mm. Now, you know, sort of coming off of that, um, for the people that may be wondering where the money actually goes, the mm. 300 that was uh, actually pledged last year, um, I'm, mm. I guess, you know, you can talk to us specifically about um, the Gauteng province. How has that translated um, into into development on the ground here in Gauteng? Uh, perhaps perhaps even, even not even being specific to Houghton, but what we've seen uh, since the first conference is basically an increase in the amount of FDI that's flowing into the country. Mm. So the capital plans that we announced last year, close to 290 billion, have really translated into increased investment by the private sector into in, into in, into the South African economy. So uh, what you do notice last year, the, the good proportion of those investment was spread throughout the country and very strong uh, pledges from uh, KwaZulu-Natal-based companies, Northern Cape, Houghton, the, West, the Western Cape. So the whole idea is it's really a nationwide sort of initiative to make sure that FDI is flowing, capital is being unlocked. So what's particularly exciting though about this year, I know Transnet had a very exciting 22 billion announcement mm. around mm. rolling out real infrastructure, which is quite important because we've got an aging infrastructure problem in, in the country and the ability for an entity like Transnet to unlock that level of investment such that goods and services can move from port to factory makes, makes uh, ease of doing business at the logistic level much, much easier. Yeah. And what other what um, of uh, the pledges that were done this year, in addition to the transnet one that you just highlighted, uh, were you mm. particularly excited about, or do you think will actually translate into uh, pretty good results um, on the ground, at least in the next, I guess, twelve to eighteen months? Look, 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 for for me, as, as, as I say, someone who, who works with the Heart and Growth Development mm. Agency. The rollout of the Ford Auto SZ is a very ex- exciting development. I mean, there's very few special auto, uh, special economic zones throughout the world that focus on auto. I mean, there's the Shanghai Motor City and there's one in Germany. Then to have Africa, South Africa, and particularly Gauteng, having a very special auto zone that focuses on that. And the amount of suppliers internationally and as well as local suppliers that would benefit from that is exciting. I'm also quite excited about MTN's uh, 50 billion rollout, and I hope that comes with a decrease in data prices. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought those were pretty exciting, very, very sizable investments and pledges by, by, 
uh, South African companies. Okay, cool. I think uh, just as a, as a parting point, um, how mm-hmm. can people, you know, perhaps uh, get in touch with your agency for uh, the, the the business people that are, you know, listening right now uh, that mm-hmm. perhaps want to either invest or, you know, take advantage of some of the uh, projects that you guys are doing as an agency? Two things. www www.ggda.co.za that's our website yeah. our one stop shop is in Centon at the place right next to the American Embassy yeah. feel free to visit us anytime we also have a very active social media Twitter page we're always announcing various exciting programs we're doing for big companies large SPI small companies export training initiatives for SMMEs across the whole spectrum of what it means to do business as a accounting based entity Okay, cool. So that's been us in conversation uh, with uh, Muzi Matema, you know, just telling us about uh, the work that the agency is doing for um, the Hauteng province attracting um, investment. He's actually saying that from the stuff that happened yesterday, he's particularly excited uh, by the Ford AutoZone uh, that was announced yesterday, uh, simply because uh, it's one of the first in Africa and is going to be able to uh, produce a lot of uh, business around that area, suppliers, etc. And uh, also uh, the infrastructure rollout uh, that's been uh, announced by Transnet, 22 billion rand there, and also excited by the 50 billion rand that MTN has committed. Hopefully that will bring us some lower data prices. We're going to continue the conversation with an economist, Nondumiso Hadebe, on the other side of this. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. The, The Business Buzz. It is 88.1 and you are listening to the business buzz. We just came from uh, um, talking uh, to Muzi uh, Matema just around some of the projects that they're doing as uh, investment agency for Gauteng and uh, some of the things that he's excited about from the SA Investment Conference. Now to continue the conversation, we are joined uh, by Nondumiso Hadebe who is an economist and uh, director at Pax Africa. Africa Holdings. Um, they are, it's an interesting one, uh, what they are doing out there, uh, because uh, they are, they are in the business, uh, they are proudly South African investment company uh, that has diversified interests that are spanning across a range of high growth areas on the African continent. Nandumiso, how are you? Um, well, thanks, my good sir. It's uh, Ndumiso, um, <laughs> just for correction. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, sorry about that, Ndumiso. So just to, you know, start us off, um, there were a few topics that were discussed at the SA um, Investment Conference, um, including the, the, the 4IR, um, what does it mean for South Africa and its impact on investing and the like. Um, what does all of this stuff actually mean? I think there are a lot of buzzwords that get thrown around at some of these conferences. You know, Africa Free Trade Area, um, <laughs> you know, agro-processing, special economic zone and the like, you know, could you unpack, you know, some of the things for us? Sure. I think um, it really first starts with the need for an investment conference of this nature. And it really emanates from a situation where um, really investment is what bolsters or what fosters economic growth and ultimately what improves the quality of lives of people and their wage earnings. 
the situation in South Africa is that our savings and our investment levels at an individual level, household level, is quite low. And as a result of having low investment levels in South Africa and savings levels, we would need to attract the savings, i.e. the investments of other people across the globe to invest in the South African economy. Mm. Where we see high levels of savings um, is in the corporate sector balance sheet where we have over one trillion grand in, in private cash um, that, that is available to invest in the South African economy. But that is not nearly enough to foster the kind of growth that would not only address the triple threat challenges of poverty, inequality, and unemployment, but also create industries that are competitive with other industries across the globe that would um, improve our wage earnings of the country. Um, and that is also quite important in light of the recent negative um, outlook by Moody's, which is quite important for South Africa to be able to continue to have financing options to, to, to for the development of new clinics and roads and so on. And so the need for this conference is centered around that purpose of attracting investment that will aid the growth that we so much need and the jobs that will come as a result of that. Actually, on that point, I like the fact that you, you've brought up Moody's because um, last week we had the midterm budget speech and then shortly after um, we had that negative outlook that came out from, from Moody's. Do you think that... Um, an investment conference the week after sort of um, has some type of positive spin on the sentiment um, that a ratings agency like Moody's actually looks at, or is it just a non-factor that they don't even consider and would rather just see what results come out of the budget when it gets released in three months? Well, um, in the long term and qualitatively, it could have some or other form of uh, positive sentiment in that respect. Um, This would also be coupled by about a month ago when National Treasury issued bonds of around $5 billion worth of euro bonds. Um, Those bonds were oversubscribed by almost three times by domestic and foreign institutional investors. Now, what that therefore suggests is that in the global global debt capital markets, investors have confidence in South Africa's long-term macroeconomic policy framework. So what that essentially means is that despite the short-term challenges and risks that uh, are posed uh, by the South African economy, in the long term, the the perspective or the perception is that South Africa will be able to get its house in order. Now, the challenge that we presently have in the short term is that we have a rising debt-to-GDP ratio in South Africa, and what that basically means, in essence, it it looks at, based on the revenues that we're able to generate um, from taxes and from the growth that that, that we are recording in South Africa, would we be able to service our debt obligations? Of which, at this point, our debt obligations as a country and the interest payments associated with that debt are going to exceed the, the spending that is allocated towards spending such as economic development and the health sector as well. So, Moody's, on the one side, may look at it from the long term perspective and the qualitative elements in terms of the investments or the pledges that have been made at the South African Investment Conference over the past three days. 
But also they also look at the factual and the rock hard numbers in the form of what are the what is the debt to GDP ratios of Africa? What um, is our uh, do, do we have rising interest rate payments? What kind of economic growth climate do we forecast? Which at this particular point in time, uh, this year we forecast to record 0.5 percent economic growth, and over the next three years it could only go up to about 1.7 percent. But of course we do know in order to make any meaningful gains in unemployment, we need to grow at at least 5%, which is a very long way from 0.5%. And so mm. they look at that if they are to consider whether or not South Africa is able to service the debt that they've issued out in the market and for investors to be able to, to get the yield that they've envisaged they would get from the South African debt capital market. Now, it's uh, it just sounds, you know, just listening to what you're saying, there are a lot of uh, possibilities and what-ifs um, that we have to consider, you know, in this particular discussion. And one of the what-ifs that came out of the investment conference um, is that we could see... Uh, from the investment that has been pledged, etc., we could see 400,000 new jobs actually being created from that. Do you think that's actually a feasible number, especially coming off of what you've just said, um, that the country needs to be growing at at least 5% to actually arrest this unemployment problem that we have at the moment? Well, that over 400,000 jobs um, number comes from the respective investors that have made those pledges um, in various sectors based on the projects that they will be undertaking in South Africa and the the associated job um, or or employment opportunities that would come as a result of that. Um, But for me, if I were to do my own analysis of that invested or potentially invested capital, um, I would also heavily look at or critically look at the types of sectors within which those those investments are going. Mm. Because there are certain investments that are not responsive, particularly to job growth. And we know that the, the, the priority of job growth in the South African marketplace is an, is an apex priority, not only for economic growth, but also to ascertain and to ensure social stability in South Africa, but also across the continent as well. So I've seen some pledges of over 12 billion rand for the agricultural sector and agro-processing, which is quite important because agriculture is one of the sectors where if you were to deploy capital in the form of investment Mm. or investment tax incentives or holidays or support and training, it's one of the sectors within which we record the highest levels of employment growth and employment opportunities. That coupled with sectors such as tourism, manufacturing, um, um, construction, and uh, mining and trade as well. Those are the kind of sectors that have high employment multiplier effects, as it were. And so for me, I would look at those pledges that have been made by the two uh, investment conferences that have taken place thus far in respect to the types of sectors that those investments are going to. I think then that will give us an indication as to the potential impact and that will have in terms of jobs. Now, uh, I, I fear I might, you know, err on the side of controversy in asking, you know, my next question. Uh, but I think, you know, it's it's one that's worth exploring is the money that's been pledged. Do you think this is 
This is necessarily new money that's been pledged for the purposes of driving the economy forward or is it simply, in some cases, companies simply making public what would have been their normal planned capital expenditure? Well, it could be both. Um, it could be both uh, primarily because even with the over 360 billion rand that has been pledged, about 20% of that still requires board approvals from the respective institutions that have made those pledges. So, of course, those companies, uh, with them having made those pledges, one would consider it to be prudent, but also be a form of good governance from those institutions, because I'd be worried if those pledges were not as a result of deliberations at the level of the board in terms of capital expenditure um, allocations in the South African marketplace. And so I would assume that those pledges were informed by deliberations that took place at the level of the board. But uh, secondly as well, I I do certainly think, because 50% of the pledges that were made yesterday came from domestic investors and the other 50 came from um, international investors. And quite interestingly, in light of the uh, uh, recent um, Rugby World Cup that was hosted in Japan that of course we won, um, Japan has made a commitment of $20 billion to invest in Africa and a large portion of that will be coming to South Africa as well. Mm. Okay. No, okay. I, I like I like the answer. But you know something else is just around um this issue of I guess compete it's something that we asked the previous guest um you know just around South Africa is competing. You mentioned just now the fact that it's, it was sort of a 50-50 split between international investment that was coming in uh, versus the, the domestic investors. Do you, do you see South Africa as a good investment case at the moment? Because particularly for um, international investors, they're probably looking at many different regions uh, that they could be deploying or allocating this capital. At the same time, even domestic players might actually say to themselves, huh, I'd rather be investing in, an, in, in a project in another country, for example, as opposed to doing it at home. Um, so what do you think of our investability at the moment? Wow, so I think from an investment case perspective, there are a number of considerations to take into account. First would be uh, looking at South Africa's um, contribution to, for instance, global GDP or other global productivity, which South Africa contributes just 0.5 of global GDP. So on the one perspective, one might um, infer that therefore South Africa, in terms of global capital, only 0.5 should be allocated or deployed to, to, to the South African economy. That could be one consideration or one argument. The, the second as well, uh, in terms of the investment case for South Africa, um, are some of the key risks that are associated with the South African economy. On a number of indices and a number of rankings, South Africa in certain rankings, in certain aspects, it does exceptionally well. For instance, if you look at the strength and the efficiency of our equity and financial markets, we rank top three in the world. But if you, and also, for instance, the length, we are ranked 14th in the world in terms of the length of the road network that we have in South Africa, which is quite important for trade, mobility, um, and transportation and communication. But for instance, if we look at from education outcomes perspective, we are almost lost when it comes to global rankings in the world. So there are all of these uh, nuanced uh, considerations to take into account when looking at South Africa as an investment case. 
But in addition to that, I think the apex risk to the South African uh, economy is, of course, our energy supply and energy mix mm. going forward. Mm. We, we, of course, know that without energy, no economy can function. And I think in 2019, we saw a testament of that in the first quarter of 2019, when our economy contracted by 3.1%. And that was associated by the, the series of load shedding incidences that we had in the first quarter of 2019. And what we saw in the second quarter of 2019 is that we didn't have load shedding in the second quarter. And as a result, we had a base effect where we rebounced equitably to a growth of 3.1%. Now, that was a clear illustration of the impact of the lack of supply in the South African economy. So, as an investor, if I want to set up shop or open a factory to manufacture goods that are labor intensive um, and I want to supply them to the South African market and the global market as well, the, 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 the cost of electricity and also whether or not electricity will be available when I need it to be available, 24 hours a day, yep. uh, 24-7 in effect, if I cannot have that certainty, I think it raises risks and concerns for an investor in that respect. And so that is why uh, when the president announced at the investment conference yesterday that over the next couple of days they will be making pronouncements around the appointment of the new CEO at ESCOM, there's been the, the gazette that has been published with respect to the integrated resource plan, but mm. also with some of the hard decisions that need to be taken. Not only, I think we should not just think about ESCOM as ESCOM, but we, we should think about it as what South Africa's plan is for energy supply and its energy mix. That, I think, will provide um, the necessary certainty that I think, in my view, would be able to translate in a, an additional percentage point increase in terms of GDP output. So, your outlook for the South African economy? My outlook for the South African economy really is in the medium to long term. In the short term, there are significant risks that are associated with uh, structural and cyclical um, um, reforms that need to uh, be effected. Cyclical, particularly when we look at the mining sector, when we see, uh, with given the gl- slowing down of the global economy, we've seen improvement in terms of commodities such as uh, the gold price, of which that it does well for the mining sector in that respect. But of course, uh, it impeded that growth and that improvement in the gold price is impeded by the availability of power, of electricity, and the cost of electricity, as it were. But I think from a, 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 a structural perspective, there are also some of the other issues that we face in terms of the availability of skills, the poor education outcomes that we do currently have in South Africa and needing to rein in on that so that it speaks to the needs and the, 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 the labor trends in the South African context. Um, but I think in the medium to long term, there are num- the, the prospects for South Africa is actually quite positive in light of uh, over 600 billion rands that has already been pledged um, in the South African economy. But also South Africa's fundamentals from its macroeconomic policies uh, framework um, is indeed quite stable. But I think we, they're just short-term risks that we need to start implementing the reforms that are required in order to ensure that we're able to meet the targets that we've set ourselves over the next three years. I think that failing which it would then um, create a, a bleak um, um, forecast for the South African economy. We have no choice but to ensure that we effect the necessary the reforms and make the difficult decisions that we need now in the short term so that we can yield the long-term benefits.
So that's been us. Thank you so much. Uh, we're talking to uh, Ndumiso Hadebe, who is an economist and director of uh, PAX um, Africana. And he's giving us some very interesting thoughts around the investment um, conference. His outlook um, for South Africa, as you heard, is uh, that in the medium to long term, uh, he's saying that things are positive um, because uh, 600 billion rand has been pledged so far uh, through the investment conferences and some of the fundamental fundamentals in South Africa are actually quite positive. In the short term, though, uh, there are a couple of uh, risks that the country needs to overcome, um, specifically around skills and making sure that people are educated to actually um, be well-suited for the economy. And the other one is just around energy, uh, you know, making sure that the country is uh, good and well um, just around energy supply. So that's been it in terms of that conversation. So that brings us to the end of tonight's show thank you so much to everyone now uh, who was listening out there uh, it's been quite an interesting one as uh, as i said at the start of the show i was personally at the investment conference um, yesterday and it really seemed as if uh, people are quite positive about south africa and investment and the outlook and you actually saw uh, a lot of people giving um you know, President, a lot of congratulations around um, the Springboks and the like, uh, but more than anything else, it's just a good, happy mood uh, that you had there. Um, I personally had the conversations with some very interesting people, Amazon, for example, who are saying that they want to um, keep pledging and keep committing to South Africa uh, for the long term. They've actually been here for like 15 years and want to continue investing in the area. They're building a data center in Cape Town um, that's going to be quite a big project so it's an interesting one and more than anything else just reflecting on what our first guest said um that was muzi um from uh, Gauteng telling us what's going on um is just how some of these monies actually come into the country and actually translate into projects that you and i feel um in the in the in the course of ordinary day-to-day life and you know just that movement of capital 300 billion really sounds like a lot but when you consider that um, on average each year um, SARS is collecting between 1.2 and 1.5 trillion rand, uh, that sort of puts it into context. And when you remember our Buffalo Index from earlier on, just how much money needs to uh, needs to actually be generated to make uh, the South African economy, um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So it's been a good one. Uh, hopefully next year uh, we're going to see even more pledges. Uh, the 50 billion from MTN, yeah, that's a, that's a quite a number. My 22 billion from Transnet, you know, that's quite another number. And it will also be interesting to see what other projects are going to be coming up online and what the proportion. That's what I'm really keen to see is what the proportion will be uh, this time next year when it comes to foreign versus domestic pledges for investment in South Africa. So with that, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening. Uh, you can rem- remember that you can continue the conversation on social media. On Facebook, we are VFM, that's Voice of Vits, and you can also find our other Facebook page that is the Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag business. 
us and then you can also find us on whatsapp that's 0840784912 and remember that podcasts of the business bus show are available on um on on vids.journalism sorry .co.za forward slash business so with that we've come to the end of the show um thank you to our amazing team our executive producers um that is uh, glory mabuza together with uh simbarashe honde and then thank you to our producers um that is a uh, slim cv together with Ntando Pimba. thank you so much on the other side of this we're going to be getting into um living electro make sure you don't turn that down um so for myself Mrio mob justice gavaza and the rest of the team it is good evening and take care you're tuned in to the business bus the business bus podcast